Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There's no way on God's green earth that John Jones wants to fight Francis Nagano, and it's absolutely impossible that he beats him. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Weekend Warrior um, with myself and Sean from MMA Torch. This is presented to you by MMA Torch, um, and it's a uh, New set we've got for me and Sean, and um, where we talk everything UFC, MMA, and everything going on in the world of combat sports. Um, fresh off of Saturday's UFC two two seventy show with um, Francis Ngannou and Cyril Gann, a very interesting fight. Some would say a lot of people wouldn't, but um, yeah, let's just start there. I mean, Sean, give me your thoughts on what you seen on Saturday night. Well, first, let me introduce my uh, interns. Uh, they're currently in the break room uh, breaking stuff. So uh, say hi really quick. That's Wesley. It's the youngest intern. We got another intern, uh, very, very young, still in the womb, actually. Not born, <laughs> but we got another intern on the way. Michael, say hi. Hi. Okay, yeah, he's washing his hand, you know, uh, after lunch. So from time to time, the uh, interns, but um, it's, we're on a podcast, and this is who you work for now. You can't see anybody. It's not a video chat, but it is a podcast, okay? Daddy's, no, Daddy's doing this so he doesn't sound unprofessional, okay? That's why you're an intern, so people can, uh, unpaid intern, okay? okay? Child labor laws, okay? This is all <laughs> on the record. So they can't say I'm unprofessional when they hear kids screaming in the back, all right? Okay, okay good. Now go wash your hands. So that's how you do it, guys. That's how you win Father of the Year. That's also how you, uh, you know, skip past all the uh, BS when it comes to podcasting. But you know what? My thoughts on, yep, that's how I transition. Sorry, guys. Sean does it all, everyone. Sean does it it all. (laughs) (laughs) My, my, My thoughts on the fight were I can't believe that, um, Francis Nagano was that good. I I couldn't believe that he was... Now, I'll say this. He was fighting a former sparring partner. Like, they have history. So, there's that. But Shogun didn't look himself either. He he didn't have a real game plan to beat someone at the level of Francis Nagano. He knew how not to get knocked out. But in terms of how I feel about it, I feel like it wasn't a really 
good card, to be honest. And that, mm. um, not it was. I don't think it was terrible, but I, I think only the last two fights were really good, and the, only the last two fights people are really remember and care about. Yeah. That's not what I wanted out of this card. That's not what we should have gotten out of this card. We should have gotten tons more out of it. And I feel like um, this is going to be really bad. And 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 I know our, the last last show I said that uh, you know it would be bad if if Gon won. But here's the thing: um, there's no way on God's green earth that John Jones wants to fight Francis Nagano, and it's absolutely impossible that he beats him. He get his face turned inside out. Or he'd run. He also likes to drop. Cyril Gon was dropping his hands a lot, and I thought that was a big mistake. But that was just uh, something for him to do to try and throw Francis Nagano off and trick him into thinking he had an opening that he absolutely didn't have. Yeah. Uh, so now that we know Nagano's no dummy, we've seen him do it twice. There is no way John Jones is. He effectively retired John Jones and. People probably aren't thinking that, but we're going to have to really see about it. By the way, I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing, and I put the wrong tea bag in my soup. So let's see how this turns out. <laughs> <laughs> well, once you figure that out, I'll sort of give my initial thoughts of our reaction to watching it. But I, I get what you're saying with the card in general. I kind of felt the same about, you know, if you looked at the card beforehand, it didn't, you know, for a, for a typical UFC pay-per-view, they do normally stack the main card. It doesn't have to be loads of title fights, but, you know, traditionally you'll have a few. I mean, yeah, M- Michelle Pereira, he's always a fan favourite for what he does, but, you know, those three other fights from the the main card outside the title fights, they, for me, I don't know. I don't know if it was... It wasn't a bad look. It just... It didn't spark the way they usually do, especially to kick off the year. Yeah. Um, I would have preferred um, they had Chukagian and Maya on this card just for name power. And think about that. They're not giant names, but I think it would have been a little bit better. Mm. Yeah, I mean, a few of the fights from um, last week. I mean, Calvin Cater versus Giga Chikadze from last week um, could have easily been on that main card and that would have been like that's sometimes the types of fights that you see on a a UFC pay-per-view outside of the main events I mean obviously they are fight night main events as well but um yeah in general I just I don't know it didn't it didn't really click for me um obviously up until the Moreno Figueredo fight which did deliver um in some ways and then obviously well, we, we started the conversation with about Francis Ngannou and Gan. I mean, that that delivered um, in a very different way, I'd say. Than what, I mean, if you look back at our predictions yeah. from last week, um, I mean, none of us. He won the only us. way we said he couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think submission was uh, higher on the list, or a little bit higher on the list uh, as far as what he couldn't do. Uh, and and he he all he was looking to do that as well. He's actually looking to submit him. And gone. Um, I'm really disappointed in in the fact that he didn't have an answer for anything that Francis Nagano was doing. Um, he just thought that he was just going to outclass him simply because. 
And that's just not and 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 um Moreno thought the exact same thing. He thought, oh, I'm just gonna outclass him simply because I think I'm I'm gonna do it. And there was the effort wasn't there in their fight. Mm. I'm just I'm I'm not a fan of uh champions who who rest so easily. You know, they, they really they really rested and just went, oh, you know, uh, I got this in the bag. This guy can't beat me. And it's like, well, who says that? Is it just is it just you saying that, or is it a real logic behind it? Because you're fighting them, and they at least have a puncher's chance, especially Francis Nagano. So to say that to think and fight as if this person can't beat you in a decision doesn't make sense to me. I I didn't understand the game plan of Moreno or uh, Gone in that fight. Mm, I. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to Moreno and Figueroa in a little bit, just to keep it on the main event quickly. Yeah. But did, I get what you're saying about Gan, and I, I feel that. Um, I've just seen a clip um, from MMA Fighting, um, the MMA Hour with Ariel Hawani. He's interviewed um, Francis Ngannou um, following the win, and Francis said something really interesting. He said... When the second round ended, sorry, excuse me, the third round ended. So this was at the point where, you know, Gan obviously won the first two rounds. It was mainly standing. Um, Francis was, you know, struggling to start with. He couldn't quite work out what to do um, on the feet. He he couldn't get his shots off. He couldn't get the right angles and, you know, doing what Cyril Gan does best, very technical. He was chasing the ball a bit too. He was. but at the end of the third round, following the takedown from Ngannou, um, Francis said that when he looked over to Gan on the stool, um, he said he's seen Francis when he fought Stipe for the first time. And he's seen a man that didn't know what to do with the takedowns. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know what was happening. Um and that's what I see. I see Cyril Gann not understanding what was happening to him um, because of Francis and the ability to take him down. So, yeah. What, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, you said there about Cyril and he just the the wrong game plan. Did you think it was a wrong game plan, or do you just not think that he didn't have the skills to stop the takedowns and get back to his feet? I think it was a combination of both because the game plan uh, it, it worked at first, and then he had to adjust it a bit. Uh, he could have employed that game plan more and won, but he didn't know what to do when he was on the ground. And that's why it's both of them. Uh, he definitely had a game plan that was successful for a little bit, but <clears throat> Francis Nagano made the he made the adjustment, and that rendered Cyril Gon's game plan useless at that point, just simply because he took him down, which is which is really funny because nobody had that happening at all. Nobody, not one person. If they tell you they, they saw that happening, they're a damn liar. Let's just cut the BS right now. Um, but it did happen. And yeah, I, I don't think that, I think Cyril Gaon thought that nobody could beat him, that Francis Nagano couldn't beat him at that game. And that's how you beat people, it's at their own game. If you don't think, if that person doesn't give you the amount of credit, good. It's just going to work against them. And, um, 
that that should not have been something that happened. And when it did happen, yeah, he, he was he was toast. It was definitely both. He was toast. I can totally see what uh, Francis Nagano was saying that he was that he was he was done when he saw him look over and didn't know what to do with the takedown. Which is he's the crazy part. It's MMA. And Francis Nagano is an MMA star. He's a top MMA star right now. And that's what I wanted him to be and what I wanted him to become if that's what he was going to do. Uh, so that's where he is. And that's great. I didn't think he was going to come up to the level. I thought that he he was going to stay where he was. But um, it's very interesting to see what's, ha- what's going to happen next because there's definitely no John Jones in the future. Anybody listening to this, don't be a damn fool and do not, and I mean, do not for one second think that you're going to get a John Jones and, and uh, Nagano fight. All of a sudden, John Jones is going to say, I need $25 million. And it's like, <laughs> am I lying? He keeps upping it by like $2 million every time he says something. So he might fight Stipe, but like Nagano, to be honest, Nagano needs to fight Stipe again. I don't know if Stipe is going to beat him. So what? Stipe kind of he kind of um, deserves to have a rematch. He did. He got one against Daniel Cormier. He beat Nagano the first time. We need a trilogy fight with these two. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I mean, you, you said it there about how impressed you were with Francis. Like just watching it, and and you know the way the fight was going. Obviously, he lost the two, first two rounds on pretty much everyone's scorecards and then obviously came back and won the final three but no one was expecting to see Francis Ngannou win with his wrestling um, maybe some crazy guy put a bet on or had a, a inkling or someone in the camp knew that but like you could even tell probably with the coaches and stuff they weren't expecting that I mean they were ready for it sure yeah. but yeah. They weren't, you know, if you devised all the game plans, that was not one of them. Um, But... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think Francis is now, you know, he put himself in this position of talking about the contract, talking about next opponents and stuff. And it, for a lot of people, we're thinking that maybe because he had so much going on that it would affect um, this fight and his ability to win it against a very good guy. I mean, Gand, he looked good in the first two rounds and he's looked good since he signed with the UFC, but he did show massive holes um, on Saturday. Um 
but yeah, he's very young and he's, you know, he's, he's only learning, so that, that's to be expected. But for Francis moving forward, I mean, crazy um, scenario they've got with the UFC right now. I mean, what what do they do? Do they do they try and recite? I mean, what was telling about the the situation is that Dana White wasn't in the octagon to put the belt on Francis, and he wasn't at the press conference either. What's your thoughts people on that? Saying, <clears throat> well, people are saying that, uh, you know, he's a sore loser for that. You know what? Honestly, I'm glad uh, Dana White did what he did. That's not a, that's not a slap in the face to Nagano. Um, that's not why I'm saying that. I'm saying, you know, um, you can't let someone just hijack your sport like that for money, of all things. Uh, and it'll set up a precedent that you'll never be able to uh, get, get out of or compete with. So if, if, if Nagano's, Nagano started being like a diva, he really did. He started acting like a diva, um, for lack of a better term. Let me be fair about that. Uh, he started acting like a diva and saying, hey, you know, I want to get beat, paid this and that. And it's like, you've been fighting this whole time for nothing. You know, uh, why don't you just continue to do that? You already agreed to the terms, like, at least be out of your contract and then say, Let's renegotiate and then let them say no. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't yeah. think n- doing what people do um, and I, sh- sh- doing doing these things to dispute contracts isn't how you get more money. They don't. Re- it's certainly not how you get respect. Um, I don't remember Tim Duncan and Michael Jordan and, and Scottie Pippen and all. Oh, okay, Scottie Pippen did do it, but like the only reason he got paid was because he got lumped in with Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson, who didn't publicly, uh, you know, pretty much verbally slap their employers or their, their, their management. So, uh, I the future of the heavyweight division is pretty bleak. If you ask me, unless you get a, a Jan Blahovich uh, that wants to come up and do something, you know, um, Gustafson wanted to do something, got beat up. Uh, I think he should maybe ne- make another go at it. He could be a good gatekeeper, a really good gatekeeper, like a, a Stefan Struve. That's who he reminds me of. Uh, but I, I don't see Dana White putting any stock in the heavyweight division. Derek Lewis lost a gun, so. You can run that back, or you could do Derek Lewis, Stipe. I don't think that's happened. Like, there's a few fights you could do, but it's kind of it. Like, unless Curtis Blades, he got knocked out against somebody. So, you know, I was going to say Curtis Blades is the only guy you might be able to do something with. But Nagano doesn't have any challenges except Stipe for a trilogy. Or yeah, like, you, you can do Derek Lewis, but like Derek Lewis just lost to Gon. He just lost to him. So we'll see. But there's only two fights to make. And I think you can only make one of them if I'm being uh, realistic about it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's difficult. And I, I, I agree with a lot of what you said about um, the way Francis has dealt with the contract situation because, you know, he's the heavyweight champion. He deserves to be paid um, what he thinks is he's worth. But you know, the UFC is never going to be like boxing where it pays its top athletes. And obviously boxing's more promoter-based. It's not one company. So they have different purses that they can give to their athletes and take care of their athletes. But 
it's it's a bit of a mess, you know, it really is with Francis, you know, the majority of, of this um, fight build up talking about money and talking about boxing. When you're in the main event of a pay-per-view and you're the heavyweight champion of the UFC and you're wanting to fight Tyson Fury, that says everything. I mean, it, it really does. And it's, it, it, you say it's not a slap in the face to Francis, it, but Francis doing that is a slap in the face to the UFC. Um, exactly. Because he's saying, well, you're not paying me enough and I'm the heavyweight champ and I'm taking a lot of risk in these fights, fighting these big guys and I'm not really getting paid for it. So I'm going to go to boxing with my, like, you know, he's built this reputation, this persona, this, you know, when you watch Francis Ngannou, you're going to get a knockout. So why not go to boxing where you'll make 10 times the amount he's making now? And, and he should. And that's a, yeah. that's a nightmare for Dana White. And that's why he didn't put the belt on him. And he shouldn't have. I'm going to tell you, as a businessman, had he put that belt on him, he would have looked like a clown. Yeah. Uh, he really would have. Uh, that's not the word I was going to use. Uh, but, you know, uh, yeah, he just would have looked really weak really weak and that would have that would have just it would have how could he negotiate with someone when he's putting the belt around him no i'm like i'm not putting the belt around you i don't need to we're fighting we're not gonna have makeup sex we're fighting <laughs> you know like no it's not time to make up right now we're still mad at each other you know go sleep on the go sleep on the couch that's basically what he's telling francis nagano to do yeah uh, because because he 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 did something you can't do. I mean, people do it in baseball and stuff like that, but baseball has no cap. You can say all you want about, um, you know, your contract in baseball because everybody knows nobody cares. So throw the money out of the window, burn it, doesn't matter. Like, look at how much money uh, Bryce Harper is getting in, in, in uh, Philly right now. Ew, he's getting like over half a billion dollars. To do what exactly? Don't know. Don't know. But they didn't win the World Series. And um, it, it'll get you nowhere. It'll get you nowhere. And I don't know what Nagano really thought he was doing. But it's also kind of kind of not good for him to buy into that American uh, diva BS. Because you came from nothing. You know what nothing's like. This is way better than nothing. And you should relax. You should just relax. You live in the dream. I know the money's not there, but just like Michael Jordan, go out there and get that money in um, uh, other types of stuff. Because they, they can do a lot of commercials. and say, It's not like WWE. You know, they can get a lot of different endorsements, and they should do that. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be beholden to not uh, uh, what the, the, the examples of everyone else and not doing everything. Go get your own money, Francis Nagano, and make that's what the, that's what Michael Jordan did. He made the Bulls pay him because he was getting so much money everywhere else that they they didn't have a choice but to. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because you could say go and get get your money outside of the UFC. Could that be done fighting Tyson Fury in a boxing fight? It can't be because they won't let him. But if he's out of his contract. Sure, tells, sure, yes. You know, but, I think he, yeah. he does have... I'm not sure. They've been reporting that he's now out of his contract, but I'm pretty sure he still had fights to go. But if he is out of his contract, then he can, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, it may be a rare case where 
Dortmund. I don't think it will be, but it could. Where because he's out of a contract, but he's still the champion. Say he does go off and fight a Tyson Fury, or he fights in a boxing fight, or does a crossover um, on one of these thriller shows, or something crazy. He gets paid a lot more, and he gets he feels the fulfillment of what he wanted. He wanted to show that he's worth X amount of money fight in a big crazy event there's a lot of eyeballs on it but then he realises like he's been saying all this week about all these distractions that he's still really grounded and focused on MMA and say he has one of these fights and then comes back to the UFC within the year and he's still the champion of the world and then accepts the, the money that's going to be taken over I mean can you see that happening or do you see it as a no I'm going to if I'm either going to stay or I'm going to leave Stay or leave. Uh, I don't think for the money, I don't see why he would come back. As a matter of fact, like I, I told you, like this fight was the future of all of UFC. And Fra- Francis Nagano leaving with that title is literally the equivalent of CM Punk leaving with the title in Chicago. It is, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's the same damn thing. It's the exact scenario. Vince's I think data. CM CM Punk signed a, con- a new contract that day, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I know storyline-wise is he didn't have one, but t- he didn't at the, like the start of the day. Like when everyone woke up, it, he was going to win that title and he was going to leave. And I don't even think anybody else knew. You should have heard uh, the stuff Jerry King Lawler was saying. I was like, wow, he, he was throwing him under the bus because he thought that CM Punk was going to win and take that title and not re-sign. It happens. It happens. People don't understand um, that has happened before. Someone will not be under contract, have your title, and they'll win it. And now you don't have a true champ. You just don't. You'll have... So that's why Dana White was mad. Because he's going to have to strip Francis Nagano with that title. He's going to have to, and it's going to go right back to Cyril Gaon. And guess what? Now everybody looks like a clown. Now he's not a true champ because he got beat by Nagano, who left. John Jones isn't there. So all your star power is gone. It just left. Your heavyweight star power, gone. Everybody's been beat. Every single one of them. Including Nagano, but you know, uh, he's, a, he's a different fighter now. But even he's been beat, so he's not the name as uh, that John Jones is. So he doesn't have as much power, but John Jones doesn't even have the leverage to to come back and fight for the money he wants. This division is dead on arrival. Is dead. Make the next three title fights. I dare you to. I can do that in other. I can do that in any other division, other than heavyweight. Yeah, so it's a there's a massive cloud. I mean, it was before this fight there was a massive cloud, but right now, I mean, it's just so difficult. I mean, you know, I think we said last last episode we said, you know, the UFC will want Cyril Gant to win this fight, and I think if you look at overall the 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 circumstances around this fight, you know, with the big cage being put in, even though it wasn't in for the last couple of pay-per-view um, cards, that was to help Cyril Gann. You know, a smaller cage helps Francis Ngannou close the distance and get his punches off. A bigger cage helps Cyril Gann um, avoid those punches. Um, Cyril Gann getting 
a lot more of the media attention in terms of what was seen on the UFC's platforms. I just think for all that the UFC, Dana, um, whoever else, you know, like the commentary team, I mean, Joe Rogan did a good, um, obviously, because he doesn't really work for them, he just kind of does it. Um, he, he, you know, he's not waiting for a paycheck from them, so he kind of said, right, right. he was like talking about the boxing and stuff, whereas everyone else in the UFC, they're very hush hush and they're very, well, let's try and keep Francis, you know, all this talk and things because it's not helping us, let's just keep it to the side. And I mean, okay, round two name something that's not boring a laundry, oh, a book club, computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's hard. I don't know what the answer is. What do you think he should do? What do you think she should do? Or what would you like for him to do? I want both answers, though, if they're different. Yeah, they are different. As a fan... And me personally, what I would like to see Francis Ngannou do, um, I would like to see him fight. I, w- I would like to see him pledge and negotiate with the UFC and for him to get a contract that is close. It's, ne- it's never going to be exactly what he wants because he probably, you know, their their figures will never match. But he goes to the UFC and he renegotiates a contract. doesn't have to be lots of fights, but he is the heavyweight champ. I would like to see him fight three or four more times for that belt. But I want to see Francis Ngannou sign the contract, John Jones sign his contract for them to fight at the end of this year. Um, I, don't, I don't want to see Francis Ngannou versus Tyson Fury. Um, I think no, but uh, it's just like I want to see. I want to. Francis is only really doing that because he he wants the money. I mean, he said that he he, he fell in love with boxing. And that's what he wanted to do to start with. I don't buy that you get all this way in MMA and UFC, and all of a sudden you want to be a you know fight the best heavyweight boxer I, in the world. I want to see him cross over because let's just be for real. Uh, boxing is always going to be a bigger sport. It should yep. have been dead by now. It really shouldn't have. Like, as popular as, as MMA is, it doesn't get, it, it, you know, no one's getting rich off of it except two, what, like two people? Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say two people. Like, who's who's rich off of MMA? Let's just start there. And then we'll, we can answer our own questions from there. Uh, Conor McGregor. Khabib. Okay. Uh, that's two people. Maybe, uh, G- maybe. G- GSP. Yes, John uh, Jones, maybe. Brock I mean, 
we're talking rich. We're talking. I mean, there's a lot. Of, you could say there's a lot of UFC. We named three retired. Hey, we named three to four retired people. Retired, semi-retired. Two definitely retired. One for years now in the same division. And then we named Conor McGregor, who's semi-retired, and John Jones, who is semi-retired. Mm-hmm. That's four people. They're all rich. They're all done. They're all gone. You know, I'm, you said Masvidal. Uh, sure, Masvidal. Masvidal's not retired, so that's that's something. Uh, but that that's a very short list, man. You know, it's and and I mean, when we got to retired dudes, we should have just stopped. But. That's just that's the way it goes. I, go to boxing. Go fight Deontay Wilder, man. If he looks, if he gets beat up and looks like a clown, nobody cares. Nobody would care because he can still go into the MMA uh, cage and just hold someone down and beat beat them to death. Brock Lesnar, you know, did the opposite. You know, he jumped from he jumped from wrestling to the UFC and then back to wrestling. He's champion right now. People could say, oh, that doesn't really count. Well, you counted it when you watched Brock Lesnar fight. You damn sure counted it. We all did. And it wasn't just, a, you know, the, uh, the uh, amateur wrestling stuff, okay? He had been an amateur wrestler for an, an extreme amount of time. But yes, he had a background in it, but that ain't what he, that's not what his profession was. It was professional wrestling. And people don't like to admit it, but there was a lot of carryover. Because he was the champion, because he had beat The Rock, I know this sounds ludicrous. But they were putting his professional credit into professional wrestling, you know. So there is a lot of crossover, and I want to see crossover in combat sports like that. So I need Nagano to be serious. Maybe not Wilder. I think maybe Ruiz, but Ruiz, he might. Ruiz might. He's probably going to beat him up because he's a you know a boxer, actual boxer. But Deontay Wilder isn't. And they both have similar power. So I think we can see a slugfest death. That's what I want. I want to see it on Triller. Jake Paul so, make it happen. <laughs> um, so do you, you know, you, you asked me, what do you want and what, what would you like? I said I would like um, Francis to fight John Jones and I want him to get paid. You're, you're thinking I want him to go into boxing or... Are you wanting him to stay in the UFC? Uh, yeah, I mean Tyson Fury though. I just well, it won't be him. It won't be him. He can't, he can't fight Fury first. No, I mean he probably. I mean I'm I'm gonna be for real. Uh, it's not that I don't believe in uh, Francis Nagano. Clearly, I do more than I ever had now. <laughs> but he can't even beat Jake Paul. Jake Paul would beat the shit up. I mean, he would beat the hell out of him. You're gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll be Sorry. canceled. I think we'll be canceled if um, I put that in the point. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm hearing reports that Anthony Joshua has accepted a step aside deal, um, which means he will let. Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk fight each other to um, have all the belts potentially undisputed. So if we're still talking about Francis Ngannou for boxing, that takes Tyson Fury out of it straight away. Um, yeah. 
it takes Anthony Joshua out of it because he will then fight the winner of the Usyk Fury fight. So you are left with if Francis is going to go into boxing, you're left with a Deontay Wilder, a Joseph Parker, a Derek Chisora, a Andy Ruiz, a Dillian White, who is now perhaps without an opponent. So if Tyson, if um, Francis Ngannou does want to go into boxing, he might have just ran out of time already. Um, let's to get let's do this. I'll throw you a bone on this one. It's Triller, right? They like their dust off legends and then throw them out there. I got a I got a legend for you they could dust off. And it's gonna sound ridiculous, but it ain't. A boxing legend that he could he could uh, fight. Nagano could fight. That's certainly available. You think you you think you know where I'm going with it? Well, my first thought was a a man that or or a legend that came back and had a heavyweight a... legend. Tall legend. Yep, tall. Oh, tall. 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 Oh. Big dude, big See, man. I was thinking, I was thinking straight away Mike Tyson or Roy Jones because of their fight. But oh, I'm glad nope, 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 nope. Tall dude, oh. real tall, a true heavyweight, one of the best ever. Uh, he's closer to home than what you think. I should give it away right there. Lennox Lewis. Yes. Oh. He's got all the boxing. Like he's a boxer. He's a true boxer. Yeah. Then we'll see where Nagano is. Is good money. He's a real boxer. He's not. He's not in any real danger of losing unless Francis Nagano is a lot better than whatever what we ever thought he was. You see, everybody's safe there. It's Lennox Lewis. He's a legend. There's no way. You know, he's beat legends. So there's no way he's gonna lose to Francis Nagano unless Nagano is either one far more powerful than we thought. Or two, a far better boxer and far more powerful than we thought. He has to be both of them. You know, like he has he, he has to be uh I, I think a combination, to be honest. Not just stronger than what we thought, because he's gonna be able to he's gonna he's gonna have to be able to hit him. So he has to be the latter. He has to be both stronger and, and, and more skilled at boxing than what we thought. Mm. And and it still saves Lennox Lewis because when was the last time he, he you know he fought somebody? So no one's gonna care that Lennox Lewis got knocked out. It won't hurt his legacy or anything, you know. And and he's an old man. This is but it will prop up Francis Ngannou on the other side, you know. It's like oh he knocked out Lennox Lewis, and then we'll just you know use it for our own means. Like someone to say oh but he was an old man. <laughs> like, no, but it's Lewis, Lennox Lewis, right? But that's how it works. That's exactly how it works. So what do you think about that scenario? Well. When you said it, I thought my instant thought was, "Oh, like just because I'm." I, when you said it, I'm thinking of all the, sh- the crazy shows that we've seen in the last eighteen months of these new boxing, you know, events rather than just boxing fights. It's been a whirlwind of um, drama and these um, legend fights and exhibition bouts and YouTuber crossover. I mean, it's been crazy. So. Right now, when someone says something like that, it doesn't seem as crazy as what it used to to, to sound like. I mean, I if that say that fight was made tomorrow, I wouldn't be like what I was with Evander Holyfield, which was completely different. Like I was gonna bring him up. 
Yeah, <laughs> I was I, gonna say Evan Holyfield's dead, so we can't say him. He's yeah, I mean, murdered by Vitor yeah, Belfort. I, just, I, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see him anywhere near a boxing ring ever again. I'm not going to lie. Since he already took an L like that, I wouldn't mind seeing Francis Nagano uh, take him out first. That's oh, too bad. I mean, no, hey, we no, need jobbers, bro. Kill him. We, he might. We need jobbers. That's too bad. I mean, somebody's got to lose. So he needs to take one for the team. That's going to be a lot of money. A lot of money right there. That's like, what? They'll probably pay him like $4 million right there. Probably. Probably way more. Four million is a lot of money. That's not nothing. I know it's not the John Jones money, but like, come on, four million off the top. He, I bet you, he didn't get paid four million dollars for this fight on this fight card, did he? Well, Francis Ngannou, as well as the rest of the UFC 270 card, earned roughly 1.7 million in comparison to Tyson Fury's 30 million for his last fight. Man, I mean, I, I, I'd get knocked out for like $2 million. For, for first off, um, since I'd fear for my life, you're not knocking me out. That's not happening. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, so that's the best part about it, because I don't even have to worry about getting knocked out, because if I get knocked out, I'm dead. Um, but I, I, just think, I just think Holyfield could work in that instance. He could. Uh, I know people will feel bad. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Feed them to the wolves, man. Let's get this cracking. Well, we'll be here all night talking about um, Francis Ngannou and his circumstances, but we'll move on. Um, yeah, just quick, quickly, you kind of spoke on it a little bit, but Brandon Moreno versus Davison Figueredo, um, three, soon to probably to be four, um, apparently <laughs> in Mexico. Um, whether that Davison Figueredo will keep his word on that it remains to be seen but what did you think when you watched the fight did you agree with the scorecards did you think Moreno did enough to win it I mean like what, what were you thinking no, I, I agree with the, yeah. I agree with the scorecards uh, it just wasn't the fight I thought it would be Moreno was uh, just kind of like oh I'm the champ and I won't it's just like Cyril gone it was the same fight it's the exact same fight uh, and he, he just thought he was just going to get by because he was a champ. Maybe because, uh, you know, Figueredo tried to do that before, but I don't I I didn't enjoy the fight as much as I thought I would. Now, I, yeah. now listen, that's, that doesn't mean that it was bad. I'm not saying it was bad. People are like, whoa, what a fight. And I'm like, man, it wasn't, it wasn't nearly as good as the first two fights. Not even close. They're not in the same... So I kind of don't want to see a fourth, but I kind of do because I know what they can do. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was a very, eh, that's pretty good fight. Now, I know a lot of purists out there like, oh, my God, what a, like, no, it's, no, it, it just wasn't, it was the worst fight of the of the three they've had, clearly. Yeah, I, obviously the first fight was, you know, fight of the year. and. The second fight was a very dominating performance from Brandon Moreno. So in the third fight, you're you know you're going into it thinking there's going to be a significant level of improvement from Davison Figueredo, especially with the the training um, change, changing camps, moving to Arizona with Henry Cejudo, and you know you're thinking that perhaps wrestling is going to be more involved or just a a better devised game plan and smarter Davison Figueredo that 
that wins the third fight or you know at least pushes it to the brink and and it has a very competitive but it just you know it was competitive but it wasn't it reminded me a little bit although it wasn't with as much wrestling but when we watched in November the Rose and Whaley fight and then we watched the Kobe and Usman fights where you're because they've had so much build up yeah. You're, yeah. You're then right. This is it. This is the fight. And then the you know not every fight's going to deliver, but it just felt a little flat. Um, but credit to Figueredo, I, I think he did enough. Like you said, agree with the six judges scorecards. I think it, you know, with the, it was like he he knocked them down a lot of times, but they weren't really dangerous knockdowns. If you know what I mean, you know, you can get a knockdown where. The, the fight's essentially over from that point on because the guy can't recover. And then you can get a knockdown, which was just like a flash knockdown where, you know, the guy's just yeah. Yeah. quickly rocked, but I'm right back with it. And I, I feel like Moreno was never really rocked that, you know, he, he got dropped, yeah. A lot of them were more um, just the power that pushed him back almost. I mean, he got right Yeah, back it was a lot more of a stumble than a... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, you know, it was more of a... a, a, a uh, a push or a muff like a lot of people because like there was one where he he got hit i was like oh did he get rocked but like he was rolling over because he had already stumbled over his feet and he was already going down so it was a lot of that actually and that made him look bad that's too bad you know there are judges out there i would have scored it against him too i'm like stop falling over yourself you know it means that he got hit he was it was a lot of i had it tied at one point um yeah, 2-2, two, two, going into the fifth. Yeah, you know, I didn't necessarily want to do that. I wanted to give the edge to uh, uh, Davison, but I did, uh, to me, he had the bit of the edge because of the way it looked. But um, they were exchanging blows quite a bit. Like, there was no clear winner in, in, in terms of uh, them in the exchanges, except a couple times that, you know, or the few times that Moreno was stumbling and bumbling because he had got hit hard enough to actually stumble. See, that's the crazy part. He didn't get hard get hit hard enough to get rocked or knocked out, but he did get hard enough to reset his feet and stumble over him immediately. So that, that means a lot. It was a significant strike, and that's how he lost the fight. Mm, yeah, I you can tell by, you know, Brandon Moreno was such a happy and positive guy that, you know, he, he could, I mean, Brandon Moreno could, you know, watch his, I don't know, like, he could, he could get the worst news of his life and in the next sentence he'll be talking the most positive thing ever. You know, he could just, he's that type of guy and maybe that can be a bit of a negative almost where, you know, he, He's in a really tough, close fight. And like what you've seen with Francis, when he realised that the fight wasn't going his way in the first two rounds and he was losing the fight, he made that change and he didn't sell. One one thing I've see, I seen in the, I think it was the fifth round of the Francis fight and Cyril got taken down. Excuse me, Cyril took Francis down. He got one takedown in the fight and he took him down in the fifth round. And at that point, it was, you know, Cyril had won two rounds, Francis had won two rounds, the fifth round came down to who was going to win it. And Francis reversed position 
with about two and a half minutes to go. And that won him the fight. Whereas yeah. you watch yeah. Brandon Moreno, he didn't. He got dropped a lot of times. He got taken down. He didn't look at any point like he was done anything of significance of the fight. I mean, he had a lot of strikes, but they weren't. They weren't really doing anything. And you think you didn't have that extra level when you know you're the champion. You know he's coming to take your belt. Yeah. Yeah, but he you took didn't the, show it. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't like Figueredo like that. I really don't. I thought he was a lot of flash. He reminded me of uh, Charles Oliveira with a little touch of, uh, with a little touch of. Uh, he had Charles Oliveira's style and his and 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 his confidence, but he had the cockiness and arrogance of uh, Sean O'Malley. Yeah. Uh, and um, that's when he went overboard, and he seemed to be in this fight far more humble, a far more humble fighter, you know, not like confident, but like not but very humble in his striking. He didn't over exchange, which he um, he can do at times, and that's honestly that's how he uh, he should have lost that first fight. He should he straight up lost that first fight uh, because he was he was over striking and he was overconfident and, and not chasing, but um, over he he over pursued in a way he over pursued in his striking you know so he was he wasn't wasn't exactly chasing him but he was throwing uh longer combinations than what he should have you know and that that's just not gonna look good for you uh so I, i'm glad he won this because he was humble and he came back and showed that he could be a humble fighter, although he 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 had a camp with Henry Cejudo, who probably isn't. But you know, as a fighter, I think he is. As a personality, I don't think that Cejudo is humble. But that's fine. Sell your fight however you want to. But exactly. Cejudo gets results. Cejudo gets results. We know that. Yeah, he's a winner. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I think it's. I think if Brandon Moreno and Davis and Figueroa fight ten times, I think they win six four either way. I think one, you know, they get one more win than each other. I just they're so close. Um, and a fourth, you know, you look at that division. We talked about this last week. You look at that division. They could fight ten times going forward, and I don't think any of the fans <laughs> like they might. You, know, you got they might. Yeah, I mean, it could happen. I mean, I mean, four. I think four. The first time the UFC have ever had four fights, um, for the, from the same two people. But that, that that seems a guarantee at this point. Um, to happen, yes. it's one one one. You know. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, they they have. To. And you know what? Um, we're all gonna watch it again, same way we did. It's it's as not on par with the first and second as that third fight was, I'm definitely going to watch the fourth because I think they both know that. I think that uh, Figueredo played it safe in a way. If I can say that, he played it safe in a way and so did Moreno. I think that was more of a how good is this guy now moment. Like, (laughs) you know, and then um, I think this fourth fight will be I'm knocking you out. <laughs> Both of them are gonna say, "No, I gotta knock you. I have to finish you, or I'm not the fighter I thought I was." 
you know. Um, so it's going to be amazing. It, it's, it, it really is because I truly think that one of them, they're both going to say we have to finish that guy and we can't allow our legacy to be like that. And it's going to be a lot of bad blood and blah, blah, blah. Or fight black blood, so it'll probably be over with the second they're done fighting. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to a fourth. I didn't think I wasn't the, that night. I was not looking forward to a fourth fight. I said that's kind of boring. Then I, I I let it sink in that it's gonna be like the uh, first fight. It's it's gonna have it's gonna be like the first fight, but there's gonna be a real sense of urgency to this one. So. Yeah, um, yeah. It was, I mean, overall, it was, you know, the fights perhaps didn't blow you away, but I think Francis and Cyril, they were always going to take the majority of the headlines anyway, um, and they did. So it's good. It's good to see Francis do, to do what he did. Happy for him. Hope he gets everything sorted. I mean, he's going to be away for a while now. He's going to have to get surgery on those knees. I mean, what did you? A quick, real quick, like the when when he took off his um, fight gear and he was waiting to get into the octagon. What did you think when you seen those knee braces? I mean, I just thought, oh my god. I mean, no one, you know, all week there was no talk about him going to be wearing anything for his knees, an injury to that he had had in camp. Like, and and you, and you see that, you know, literally. A few minutes before he's away to fight Cyril Gan, who's you know got Muay Thai background, he's he's good with his kicks and stuff. And you think, oh my God, Francis is gone. He's got you know both. Yeah, I thought, it was over. <laughs> I thought it was over for him. I was like, oh damn, like why would you come out with bullseyes on your knees? I really did think that. That's that's another reason why the fight was so surprising, and and like it lacked that that oomph to it. Uh, because Cyril Gunn should have really brought it in a way in stand-up that, you know, no one else can. He was so worried about the power of Nagano that he forgot about his own strengths. And, um, you know, Dominic Reyes, he when he fought uh, Jan Blahovich, he, he fought him pr- pretty well at first. Uh, he, was he being outclassed? Sure, but he was fighting him well enough to, to where... He wasn't getting knocked out. And then he yeah. stopped fighting him that well and he got knocked out. But, you know, um, he was still fighting his fight in that fight, you know? He was still doing that. And then I like that he realized he needed to switch it up because he was getting worked. And he said, okay, let's just exchange hands. But he could have did it better than that. He could have did it in a smart way. And Cyril Gaon should have engaged Nagano in a way that played to his strengths as well as staying away from the power of Nagano, his strength. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, there was a lot of talking points, and I think Francis definitely, um, he answered a lot of things, um, but he's still got a lot of things to answer for outside of <laughs> his fighting ability. I mean, it's going to be a interesting next few weeks, months. To see where it goes, but um, we'll we'll move on and we'll fast forward to next weekend. Um, just just a real quick one. I mean, you know, the these fight nights they can you know the apex they can be at times 
a bit dragging and you know there's no fan you go from a pay-per-view sold out millions watching to a a fight night and there's you know one or two on paper good fights and it can be a bit like "Mm." but Sean Strickland and Jack Hermanson in the main event for next weekend I mean I don't know how much you know about the okay round two name something that's not boring laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no details. the sean strickland story and well, for me, uh, our, uh, our audience, um, just so they're caught up to speed with it. Because if I say yeah, and they're like, oh, well, but I don't know. So just let us both know. Let us all know. I mean, this might be the hardest thing I'll ever do is explain Sean Strickland. It's, I've watched <laughs> a lot of things on him, and worrying doesn't even begin to express what you when you hear him talk about things. Um, you know, he he's a, he's publicly admitted that when he sees people out, he wants to kill them. Um, he's got a, a passion for, um, obviously being being a fighter. He you know he, it, some fighters enjoy hurting other people, but Sean Strickland wants to actually kill people, um, which was a first for me when I heard that on an interview I watched him with, but. So he's very uh, explosive type of person, a very controversial. Well, he hasn't done it, so he's a complete failure. He hasn't done it yet, so he's a complete failure too. Don't yeah, that's why I was thinking. But you know, I, I think for all the what I've said there, he he does have a lot of um, things going for him at the same time, which is very strange. Um, he's not all absolutely crazy, but um, and his fighting ability, you know, we can't look over that. He is a good fighter. Um, but I think another another card, another fight where a lot of the talking points is outside of the actual fighting with Sean Strickland. It's more what he's thinking in his head, how he is as a person, the thoughts he will have on media day on when they when they are building up to this fight on Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just, I mean, it's you know. Both guys are ranked. Um, it's a good fight in the middleweight division, and you know you got the Adesanya um, Whitaker fight next month. I mean, what what's your thoughts on maybe that matchup, but also just where the middleweight division is right now? It's kind of a bit stagnant, I think. Yeah, I think that Hermanson's probably going to win, and uh, he'll probably face Whitaker next. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, if Sanyo loses, then we get some. We get a, 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 a. He's a free agent. He can go. Not not literally, but like as far as weight classes go, maybe he'll move up to light he- heavy. Maybe make that more interesting. Um, uh, here, it, it, that division's just. Um, 
Costa was supposed to be the guy to make that inst- that uh, division interesting. And uh, after what happened to him in that that uh, title fight, you know, he just needs to move up and wait and not even consider being a middleweight ever again. He shouldn't have been doing it anyway. He really shouldn't have. You know, fight somebody your own size is the the like second oldest saying in the world. You know, I'll beat your ass and then fight somebody your own size. Like the two the two oldest sayings in the world. But uh, he has to. Um, Costa is the problem with this. If people don't move where you need them to move to, it'll disrupt everything. And you know what? John Jones and Cyril, uh, not Cyril, John Jones and Francis Ngannou are perfect examples of that. Or if you move some, if you move someone out of a position too quick, just someone being out of position. Henry Cejudo did it, and now uh, he can't get back in. And like that, that's not going to be. Like, if Cejudo was still in the division, you know, uh, both divisions, then we would be looking at uh, being different matchups. And this Hermanson Strickland fight doesn't set up any intriguing matchups after that. Mm. You know, and that, that's where I'm going with it. It's like, if I compare, because I have to compare it to all the other divisions. Sometimes, you want to know what I think? Sometimes I think that. That shouldn't even be weight classes, just like it used to be, because you can just fight anybody. I mean, it, it just it poses too many problems at times. Like that's not a legitimate thing I want to see happen, but I would like to see less weight classes. Like I would, um, middleweight, lightweight. I mean, uh, light heavyweight. You know, just fight each other. I mean, we saw Adesanya go up into light heavy. Just fight. I don't care. Like, just fight, man. Like, what's what's the big difference? And people gonna say, oh, well, you know, you... no, 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 no. This is mixed martial arts. It's not just wrestling. Oh, well, he's got 20 pounds on me. Don't get taken down. I don't know what to tell you. If you're letting a wrestler take you down and you're a Muay Thai uh, guy, a practitioner, like, what do you want me to tell you, man? You know, this is mixed martial arts. Kick him in his head so that he doesn't take you down. I mean, everybody's giving everyone excuses as if it's chess. This isn't chess. This is two men beating the, two people beating the hell out of each other. Okay? I don't want to hear excuses for wrestlers and, and oh, he, this guy's BJJ. And I don't care. I just want to see them fight. And I think with less weight classes, they'd be able to do that a lot better. Think about where, like I said, Israel Adesanya, uh, Yoel Romero, uh, uh, I know he's not with the UFC, but he had a problem cutting weight. So just let this dude fight at whatever weight he wants to. Let him fight at the weight above that. Just let him fight. Like, there's not enough catch weights. Or, it, but in the professional sense, there's too many catch weight fights, you know, if you get what I'm saying. But it, it just gets to the point where it's like, oh, two, two people who are kind of, mm, yeah, they're going to jockey for position all, all night on a fight card. You know, they're going to be in the main event. They're going to go five rounds and fill each other out for the first two. Does, does, does that sound interesting to you at all? No. So let's, let's, we, they need to tighten, tighten these things up. And, and, and Nagano leaving would help do that because they'd have to change some things about something. I think they got to cut a couple weight glasses out. Just a couple. I don't know where they are. Maybe, maybe fly waiting up and then uh, middle waiting up. You know, take take that out. Take take those two out. 
and then maybe we got something. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. But when you got here's the problem. When you've got a champion winning winning belts in two weight cast classes, he's proven to you it can be done. Mm. He's proven that to you. And it's like, oh, he's making a weight. It's like he's the same damn fighter, stupid. If he had fought you 15 pounds heavier, if you swung it either way, he beat your ass and take the belt. That's what I know. Henry Cejudo would have did it. <laughs> Conor McGregor would have did it. You see what I'm saying? Uh, Daniel Cormier would have done it. We've got two... two uh, I think like heavyweight should be dissolving to uh, heavyweight, to be honest. just Let's just be honest about that. Uh, that that's one thing I want to see go. Get rid of the light heavyweight title. Get rid of it. It's useless. It's Because everybody should be fighting in heavyweight anyway. Look at John Jones. That's the only reason why you're in, in light heavy. Light heavy? That, that, that's an oxymoron anyway. I'm sorry. I'm going off on a tangent. It is, no, though. It really actually, is. How you yeah. light heavy? You stupid. Oh, my God. This isn't Sporticus. Let me calm down. <laughs> this is... If you want to hear me go off on, on a long tangent and lose my mind, please tune in to Sporticus. Also, there's a ton of curses on it, so don't let your kids hear. <laughs> but that's my thoughts on all of that. Yeah, I mean, you're... The problem is, is that you're saying that um, there should be less weight classes, um, and you might be one of the few that are saying it. There should be less, but the people that are advocating that there should be more. Use the what your end goal there was was the same as what they are advocating for. They're wanting more weight classes so that they're isn't there a need for fighters to cut as much weight, thus in turn right. making right. more fights. But what you're saying is you want fighters to have less weight divisions. Less is more. Yeah, less like less so, is more, man. Although you're you're saying the opposite, you're actually kind of saying the same thing. So yeah. I mean I think there's a lot of fights that could be put on that aren't being put on because of obviously weight. You know, Nate Diaz comes to mind, Dustin Poirier comes to mind. Um, like you said about the light heavyweight division, I mean, I don't know what you do with some some of it. Obviously, flyweight now with Figueredo Moreno that used to, that was almost scrapped because of the lack of talent. You know, don't get me started on the women's. Um, you could scrap it if you didn't have. See, here's the thing: scrap it or just dissolve it in two. Yeah, the women should that should just be one weight class there. <laughs> that should be two, just two. That's it. Yeah, the women's be, featherweight division is a joke. Was it four weight classes in in the uh, women's uh, women's division? Um, yeah, f- four. But the 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 women's featherweight divisions, Amanda Nunes and her, um, probably her her baby that yeah. when she gets to of age, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's it should only be two belts there. Uh, it should only be two, and that would be great because it'd make the competition better. They don't need more titles. They need better fights and higher. Like it, that's what they need. They're not, I think they take cues from WWE or pro wrestling, and they're not the exact same thing. I am writing television for WWE. Not me personally. I'm saying, like, if I'm, if I'm a television writer for them, I'm writing entertainment, and I need to spread it out as much as possible and make more people more valuable in any given moment. So, yes. I actually need more titles on WWE television, not less. There are three different distinct brands, and they get they got rid of like 200 people this year or something. 
Oh, my point is, everyone. yeah, you know, but they still have so much talent, you know, yeah. and it's and 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 if you got you got two, you got two shows, two distinct shows. I know intern. Hold on, the interns are uh, getting uh, crazy. <laughs> The, uh, you got two titles over there. You split them up. You don't say there's just one champion. That doesn't make sense. Also, you're going to lose sponsors because you're going to lose your TV deal. Fox is going to say, why is there a champion on my show? And then USA Network is going to say, I need the champion on this show. So dissolve these titles on the other show and make them make more titles on the other program. There needs to be a women's title in WWE, a, a, a less... An, an intercontinental championship. You know why? There's no Kurt Henning. We need a Mr. Perfect in the women's division, right? That's what we need. A Razor Ramon, a Ravishing Rick Rude. We need a, we need a great mid card champion. They don't have a mid card title, but UFC has too many mid card titles. Everybody's a damn mid card title. Every single one of them. Not every single one, but most of them. I mean. That might be where, you know, as as a mainly MMA guy myself, obviously, but, you know, love the love for all types of combat um, sport, WWE included in that, that, you know, it, for whatever people like to say, it's definitely a sport, definitely requires a lot of athleticism. Um, but <clears throat> boxing, particularly boxing, you know, you talk about WWE there with their belts, their belt system. Um, obviously having less belts without weight limits required. Obviously, it's more for entertainment, but right. boxing has so many belts, so many. Yeah, they're ridiculous. You know, in my opinion, too many. That's why I can't keep, at least with the UFC and Bellator and One and PFL and all these other organizations, you can keep track of who's the title holder because there's one title per division. In boxing, you've got like seven different champions in each division, and there's seventeen. Go ahead. Sorry, there's there, there's like seventy divisions almost. You know, it's like, but at the same time, that might work going forward a little bit extra for the UFC if they can take something from boxing. I mean, you know, they could take the fighter pay to start with. That would that would help. But um, but no, joking aside, like they, they, I think there's a divide. Obviously, there's you know if you look at yeah. UFC, Dana White, they don't like boxing, like Bob Arum and all the big promoters in boxing. They they don't Oscar De La Hoya, they don't like that because their yeah, UFC wants to be the WWE of of uh, combat sports, yeah. and they can't be because boxing's still a territorial thing. Like rest, pro wrestling used to be. Pro wrestling, let me tell you this. Pro wrestling would be very dead and it would not be somewhere even talking about if if the uh, territories existed because they were all corrupt. They were all doing, thing wrong, doing things wrong. They weren't regulated. WWE brought it. They were the government of wrestling. They need it to happen. I know people are going to hate me, boxing purists, boxing historians, but guess what? Look at it. Go go go! Tell me how many people were corrupt back back in the day. Look at boxing. Boxing's corrupt, and people might say, "Oh well, WWE's corrupt." Yeah, at least it's only one of them, and it's not spread out throughout the country like that. It's one company bearing all the brunt of everything, making all the money too. 
But UFC wants to do what WWE did, and they can't because the territories are too large. That's the thing. Like, this is how that happened in reverse. The territories are keeping the UFC out. They wouldn't even let them in New York until a couple years ago. Like, they weren't, they weren't allowed to do nothing in Madison Square Garden. They weren't even allowed to fight in that state where boxing had been, and, and WWE, and they, but WWE had to lie and dumb down their package. You can kill somebody with a DDT. It's the, it's a, it's the deadliest sport out there. Completely deadly. One false move and you'll kill somebody. They're highly trained and that fools people. But I can't kill you in that UFC ring, uh, uh, I'm sorry, octagon, easily, easier than I can in pro wrestling. Guarantee you that. I can DDT you onto a, a concrete floor, you're gone. But they, they, they did what they needed to do. They sold themselves to New York and everywhere else. UFC can't sell themselves because they got Dana White in charge. He's taking old school Vince McMahon classes and thinks that he's Vince McMahon from the Attitude Era. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. What's really working is if you can have a champion from your region, and it's like the 200th belt out there in boxing, you know, oh, he's got the he, he's got belt number 199. Doesn't matter. He's a champ. He's fighting. People are coming and paying big bucks to see him. The sponsors are, the people are, the ticket sales say they are. That's why Canelo is still fighting people. Who the hell is Canelo fighting? Seriously. Is he, you know, like, he's still fighting people who are somebody. Why? Because they have a championship. So what they're doing, they have an old school pro wrestling territorial thing where they have all these belts out there. But when they put them on TV, they make it money like WWE. I mean, way more money than WWE. But you get what I'm saying. Like, that's why the money's good in boxing, because they have a multitude of champions that they're putting on television. UFC doesn't put their... They're having a fight night. Who's the champion on that fight night? Hermanson, right? Nope. Nobody. No champions on TV. Guess what I turned on while we were talking? Friday Night Smackdown, because I missed it. Guess what I'm looking at? The Usos, two champions. Case closed. That's why they're still getting millions of viewers and millions of dollars. That's why they got over a billion dollars for the Fox deal. UFC used to be with Fox. Used to be with Fox. That's crazy. Think about it. Every, for everybody, oh, that's real and that's fake. Well, you know what? They paid them like it was more real. Just saying. They dropped UFC for WWE. They dropped it. They drop one sport for another, and people hate to say that, but, like, this one's a better one. It is, because you can market it better. You can do everything better with it. I'm running off on a tangent, though, but what do, you, what do you think about where I'm going with it? you see the logic in why UFC needs to do certain things, like collapse the belt a little bit and put, you know, put your champion on TV more often? Yeah, I, and, and, yeah. I, I completely see what you're saying and also see the the resemblance and many similarities between UFC and WWE. I mean the people like people will hear that and think, what is what are they talking about? But 
when you look at the way the US people are like WWE's fake and UFC's real. On the on the top layer, that may be true. But when you start getting into especially from us as the media side and what we see on the UFC's part, there is a lot of wrongdoings, a lot of backstabbing, a lot of things that you don't see that go on in wrestling in front of the camera because it's meant yeah. to be shown in wrestling. It's all part in, of the in, in terms yeah. of pay. Let's let's just say in terms of pay, UFC is disgusting when it like WWE, like I, I advocate that a lot of that stuff should be flipped. I say, hey look, you paying Steph Curry two hundred million dollars, get that to Roman Reigns. Because he's the one actually putting his real life on the line. Steph Curry pulls up, hits, he shoots a three, and no one's near him. You know what I'm saying? It's not that he can't be injured, but he's not going to lose his life out there. Yeah. You know, there's so that's... The great, that's the great risk. That there's no great risk in, in wrestling what is doing. Wrestling is so real that you have to fake it, or you will kill that person. Absolutely will. Um, and and it's, this is not to put over pro wrestling. It's to say how to put over UFC and the MMA. It hasn't gotten over the hump because they don't understand it. Dana White is in attitude era 1998 Vince McMahon mode when boxing is still in 1978 territorial days. Yeah. Uh, now who's behind? Now, does that make sense to anybody listening to this? That's the problem. And and purists, again, purists hate me. And they're going to, oh, but but nothing. But nothing. That's exactly what's happening. That's why Dana White wouldn't even put the belt on him. Then get rid of the belts. So if you got rid of light heavy, the light heavyweight belt, and you got you have Glover Teixeira versus uh, Francis Nagano to unify the titles, you don't want to see that? That sounds like a good fight to me, actually. Mm. Think about it. Think about it. Because Glover's is he's gonna keep coming. He might get destroyed, but here's the problem. He's gonna be so far in your face, you're gonna have to throw a punch at him. He's gonna take that punch. And then you're gonna have to deal with him after that. He just won't go down or stay down. So, you know, even though Blahovich didn't fight a very good fight at all, he looks sick. He looks sick, like flabby and gross. He looks sick. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, I that, that's that's the future of of UFC right there in a nutshell. You got you just bring, what's the what's the co-main event on that fight on a fight night with Hermanson and Strickland? Oh, jeez, I'll have to check. Um, and then tell me the uh, female fight on there if that's not the same. Yeah, I think I'm not sure how. I mean, obviously. Cards can be um, they could they could turn out better. I'm gonna watch yeah. it. It's not I'm not doing that. That's not what I'm doing. That's not what I'm doing. I, as an overall product is what I'm saying is because I'll watch I'll watch a mid carter, no problem. I'll watch them, you know, uh same way. But as an overall product, you don't have intriguing enough matchups and you need to dissolve at least two divisions. Like you could dissolve uh, four divisions into each other and make this such a strong product. Like, the women's division does not need four belts. They really don't. Yeah, I mean... They really don't. I've, I've pulled it up now. 
I, I've pulled it up now, and you're everything you're saying is just getting stronger because Hakeem Dawadu versus Mike Trezano in the featherweight division is the co-main event. Hakeem is twelve and two, and Mike Trezano is ten and one. And I mean, now, now that's good on paper, but I, I haven't seen their knockouts versus uh, like the, are they finishers? Because if they're finishers. Then that's that's gonna make for a good fight regardless of if they actually finish each other. But what's the female fight on that card? Alexis Davis. Um, okay. And I'm gonna butcher this name, but Julia Stoylarenko, who is nine and six as a professional. Uh, that's, that's a little rough. And again, a 37 year old Alexis Davis. But I mean, it's. It's, not, it's more it's, of a name than what you could get on any other on other cards, <laughs> unfortunately. But yeah, that's that's what I mean, man. You gotta if you dissolve the divisions, that those two those fights mean more if you dissolve the uh, the two two of those women's divisions. And then you know if you had two champs, if you had a, a double champ. That double champ would be like a quadruple champ if we're thinking about it. But tell me why Valentina Shevchenko just can't go through and run down and get all of them. And if she does, that delegitimizes even having women fight. Yep. Why have them fight if one person can go get them all? For what? So just get rid of some of them. I mean, I don't think she can make weight to do it, but you get what I'm saying. Um, there's some... Israel Adesanya... He boasted he can make weight and do it. He said, oh, I can, I can go. He's middleweight champ. He said he could go up to light heavyweight. Then he said he was going to follow John Jones up to heavyweight. Think of what this man's saying. You know, he's so let's 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 think about what he's saying. Let him do what he's doing. Get him out of this middleweight division that he's too big for. Him and Costa. You know, maybe if Costa was fighting at his natural weight more. He could knock people out. Like, you know, he could he could just make it he could he could become Yoel Romero. Who knows? But he doesn't fight like that because it's it's this very different way you fight when you cutting weight like that, you know, versus being comfortable. Like Daniel Cormier is one of the light he- uh, heavyweight goats, but then he went down to light heavyweight because he could do that. We've seen people do it. So just let just get rid of light heavy. Yeah. It's it just makes sense. With with Glover taking the bell, it's it has sparked up the division in a way. I mean, that was a a great moment for Glover to win the bell at forty years old. But you just, yeah, I mean, John Joe's moving out of the division. I suppose it does re revive the division in terms of you've now not got this guy that's just going to beat everyone. So the the belt might change hands a lot, but it just. There, there obviously is like there isn't any sport like you know the in the NBA you've got you know the Golden State Warriors you've got the Phoenix Suns the Brooklyn Nets you know but then you've also got teams like the Lakers that should be up there but they're not they're you know they're terrible I mean they're terrible right yeah, now but yeah, I'm glad they're terrible I hate I hate LeBron <laughs> James too I you hope got... he listens to this one day <laughs> can't stand him <laughs> and he's a got... liar. Like the Chicago Bulls, and you've got, you know, these these really exciting teams. Um, you know, American football the same. You know, with like the Chiefs, the Bills. Well, I mean, what game that was? Yeah. 
or the other night. But um, yeah, you you've got these exciting teams. So in the UFC, you've got these exciting divisions, but you've also got the divisions where you're just ticking along, you're just waiting for something to come out of it, and it's not really there. I think Adesanya's a draw. He, you know, he'll always put um sell tickets. He'll always say something quick-witted. He'll he'll fight exciting, but I'm not sure if that spark is as, as lit as what it was when he first took over. I think there's something in that middleweight division for me right now that's just it's not quite there. And like you said about the divisions, I mean, do you do you change the the system? Uh, I mean, it's 2022. It's a new year for the UFC. Do they, do they look to change something, or is it just going to stay the same, same division, same weight classes? Um, yeah. You know, if you let them fly, fight freely between light, heavy, and heavy, it's fine, man. And and you'll see a lot of lighter. It, it's, I I hate and this this is shows where people people grew up. <clears throat> I know you didn't grow up in the hood. If you're talking about somebody smaller getting beat up by somebody bigger, that's the that's the worst thing you can say. It's all oh, he that dude's too little because that dude's gonna kick your ass. And I know he is. I know he is. I've seen it too many times. Too many times. I I used to think that, you know, when I was like five, but people like people would say, oh, he's got 20 pounds on him. So what, man? That means he's 20 pounds heavier. Muscle is still weight. And if I make if I lean on you and make you carry your own weight, you've got 20 pounds more weight I you have to carry than I do. That's what Stipe. Well, not although they rated Stipe was making Naganu carry all his muscle on him, all of it, as big as he was, and 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 that's why Naganu got small for this fight. You were the one who came up, you know, who made that article, not the article, I'm sorry, but you're the one who brought attention to that. Uh, yeah. His weight loss, his weight loss was very important because mm. he needed to lose all of that muscle because when he throws his hands. All that weight in his arm is still weight. It doesn't matter how powerful he is if he can't lift his arms up. And and somebody probably told him those exact words. So he he cut some of that muscle mass so he wouldn't be so heavy. You know, let it be water weight. <laughs> you know, like carry some water weight. Fine. <laughs> but if you if you're gonna carry all that muscle on you, it's gonna fatigue you quite a bit, and that's not gonna be good for you. So I um. The, the the problem wouldn't be people being bigger than other people, you know, because they're already naturally pretty close to the same weight anyway. They need to get rid of that, and we'll see the light heavyweight. Man, just let Glover to share in Nagano would be nice. Then we got Glover and Stipe, Glover and Derek Lewis, Rosenstrike and uh 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 uh, uh You see how you see how I just open that up. That could be one card. You could do a whole heavyweight card. Just do away with them and do a card. Heavyweights. Boom. Just call it heavyweights. Um, another thing UFC doesn't do. Uh, they actually don't promote very well. Mm. Because they don't. Um, you would think they do because they buy a lot of advertising. No, but they don't. They don't promote well. They're not on ESPN enough. They, 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 Dana White pisses everybody off and can't go on morning shows, but go on some morning <laughs> shows 
and 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 you know, last time Cowboy Cerrone was on there, he he got mad because guess what? Even Stephen A. Smith knew he was going to get his ass whooped, and he said, "Are you concerned about the the difference?" And people got mad at Stephen A. Smith. I said, "No, he's absolutely right." And Cowboy is is the He's gonna get knocked out. He's gonna he's gonna lose quickly because he wouldn't even listen to Stephen A. Smith, someone who supposedly doesn't know what he's talking about, right? Everybody yeah. hates Stephen A. Smith about, especially when it comes to MMA. Why was he right about Cowboy? And to anybody listening that thinks I'm wrong, you're full of it because that's exactly what happened. He said it's a bad matchup for you, and you start slow. Do, are you concerned with that? And Cowboy got super upset. So that's why. ESPN doesn't have any fighters on their show anymore. Not really. That was just one show, but like, how many times are you going to let somebody on who's going to act like a petulant child when you ask them a question? Dana White was on uh, months ago. And he was, that was the last time I'd seen anybody on. And he, he, had, he, he was a little mouthy, you know, especially with the female host, which was a big no. It was Molly Karam, who... You don't want to say anything to her because yeah, you're going to get, yeah. sort of, <laughs> get in some trouble. Oh, you know? she uh, yeah. so All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> what's his name again? Um, oh, what's his name? LeVar Ball. Uh, LeVar, that's it. LeVar yeah. Ball. <laughs> yeah. She got him in trouble and he wasn't even – it was weird. It was a topic show and he said, you can switch gears. And we all know what switch gears means. And she yeah. was like, ah, you know, come on. Come on. ESPN is so weak for that. So weak <laughs> for that, dude. And, and you know, they could have just said, you know, blah, blah, blah. They could have issued a statement and still left, but we banned him. Oh, okay. Cause he was like, how are you going to ban me and I don't care? You know, I, I know I'm going to go there with it. The reason they banned him is because he's a strong black father and they can't have those on TV, can they? Ooh! Ooh, ESPN, send me a cease and desist or something. You know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I didn't even I didn't even slander them. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, no, but I'll, I'll back to the topic though. Um, they don't brand any of their shows. AEW overbrands their show. Like they got a, a beach bash coming up like next week. Like what? Shut up, dude. Is this is gonna be February next week. You're an idiot. Just stop. Tony Khan's a moron too. Let me like stop. Stop overbranding your shows, man. First off. Go overseas and take care of your football team, okay? Uh, second, stop branding every show. Like, they've used every name that UFC could have used. Uh, the, the discussion we're having is about UFC, although I branched off a little bit, just a little. But you've got to brand your content, and you've got to be able to go on television to do so. So they they don't have anything going for them on ESPN, and they don't UFC 270 sounds cool, except it doesn't. You know if you, you know, if you say UFC 271 Blood and Bone, yep I'm there. UFC 272 Bloodstorm, it don't have to be blood anything, but you get what I'm saying. You UFC 273, I slap the shit out you. Oh, you know something. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying. So anything, anything other than just plain old UFCs, make an annual event. UFC 274, New Blood, right? And just have I said blood again. They they want to stay away from blood. I'm thinking, or um, just UFC 275 Face Off. 
know, uh, something to interest people. You know, um, like uh, NXT has all the old school branded um, WCW stuff. So like they do have Halloween Havoc and Bash at the Beach, Great American Bash and stuff like that. So that's all I'm saying is like it would be really cool if USC could brand just two shows. Where's your WrestleMania at? Where's your Super Bowl? Where's your Royal Rumble? Where's your SummerSlam? Where's your NBA Finals? Where's your NCAA tournament? I think I think the UFC, what you said there about they don't brand well. I think they brand well and they don't brand well at the same time. I think they brand who they want to brand well and I think they don't brand who they don't want to brand well. I think absolutely. I think they pick and choose. Obviously, you know they're trying. They're a business. They're trying to figure out who sells, who, who will cooperate with selling as well. Who will be a company man? You know, Kamar Usman. I think's turned very well into a company man in terms of because he's been so available to fight. Hey, That's what we like the best. I haven't um, seen Kamara Usman on TV since he uh, beat Kobe Covington. I haven't seen him on t- television actually since he faced uh, uh, Jorge Masvidal. That's a that's a big problem. That was I don't know it was two seventy it was uh not two seventy it was UFC two something I don't remember numbers like that. Mm-hmm. It, I would remember if it was at uh I don't know uh, UFC um um uh, backlash <laughs> you know yeah just a you bit know of, what I mean yeah. That's the kind of sense. Is, man. I want to specifically say that because I don't see him on TV, so I forget. I even forget Kamar Usman's name sometimes. I do. Just because they don't, they don't brand everybody. They brand who they want to brand. If you go to a place like a WWE where they're branding you no matter what, they don't even want you to own your own name. We, we literally talked about branding before we started to uh, um, record. They don't even, like UFC, I mean, uh, WWE doesn't want you to own your own name because they want to be able to brand it fully. They don't want you, oh, I don't know if I like this. And Shut up. Let me do it because we're the billionaires here. You know, we run a billion-dollar organization and you make a six-figure income. One of those things you do is shut the hell up and let us brand you. But... UFC isn't even smart enough to let their people... Remember when they didn't let Venom in and it was just all Reebok? Now they got Venom in there. Ooh, different color shorts. That makes it a lot better. It really does. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm saying, like, what made them think that they could just make everybody look like a carbon copy of each other? They didn't even let them brand their own gear. And they're still messing up by let, not letting them do that. They stifled a lot of their growth. I under I like that they get fight kits, right? I think that's great. But I think they should get fight kits from Reebok anyway and still be able to do whatever they want. Oh, who, how come the ones wearing Reebok gear? Everybody would wear Reebok gear if they saw you in the gym wearing it. Everybody would wear Reebok in the gym. So whenever you saw a picture of them training, it's Reebok. Instead, these dumbasses said, no, 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 no. We need Reebok on TV. Like, no, we don't. Let them get their own stuff and make their own money so you don't have to worry about paying them that money. 
and fight, you know, just get them a fight kit and people will still go to Reebok because they're selling to other fighters. I'm not buying one. I'm not buying a damn Reebok jacket, okay? Francis Naganu's little brother or somebody is going to go buy the damn jacket because he wants to fight. Not me. You're, you're selling Reebok to other fighters. Ugh. You know what? That's it for me. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, just blew, I just blew my brain up. But I, I, I had to cut you off when you even said Francis Naganu. I, I mean, when you said Kamara Usman, I said, who is that? That dude's not even on TV. I just yeah. no, you're you're a lot of what you're saying is right in in terms of just that's what I'm saying as well is that they, they don't listen they're going to make money um, the UFC all these you know boxing um, WWE you know we're talking combat sports here they're all making money some more than others but some are are choosing to respect their athletes a lot more not just with pay but with recognizing their athletes' characters and, and their marketability, just them as people as well. I think, you know, the UFC since, you know, becoming a public company with Endeavor and they've gone very corporate. You know, I think, you know, in the early 90s when they were starting and the early 2000s, it was still, you know, rough and, but it was good. It was it was personal. It was relatable. It was, you know, it it had that new and growing and and cool feeling. Now it's more, oh, it's a business. Everything's laid out perfectly. Everything's well professional. But everything's professional. You know, we've now got the celebrities in the front row. We're trying to get all these influencer people to come in and make our shows better and talk about it on social media. And and now it's becoming, like, it's less relatable for the fan and it's it's becoming more frustratable for a person that's involved, you know, and, and, and discussing it like we are, talking about things. And it's becoming more difficult to just follow because of the the gap between the business side of it and... You know the athletes themselves, and you know we as you know we 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 want to see the athletes get paid as much as they can and and enjoy life because they're giving us a lot of enjoyment back. They're giving you know they're giving a lot of people in the industry jobs through media. Um, also with the money that they're providing, um, for jobs for people's enjoyment of watching fights, and and yet they're probably the most disrespected out of the whole setup um it's yeah. like i said before it's a bit of a mess um and francis zagano is not the first and he's not the last that's going to bring up you know the main issues that he's brought up in the last few weeks but it, it something's got to change the way he did it you know he could have he could have been the last if he had done it correctly mm. you know he he could have been the last he, that, that's the whole thing he wasn't thinking about that that's that's the biggest mistake he made was he wasn't trying to make himself the last person to do this. He could have. He could have said, look, this is what I'm going to do. Lay out a plan. Um, this is why people hire consultants. I'm a consultant by trade. Uh, so that's why I get hired. Because people generally just like, well, uh, I need somebody not to think for me, but to think 
as me in a difference in the same situation but with a, a completely different perspective but in the same context so that's what i provide and he needs he should have consulted someone he should he should have just been like yeah you know i'm gonna do this and have yes man no this is a giant problem with combat sports athletes they are their own agents if john jones had shut the hell up stayed away from twitter and just hired an agent we wouldn't be hearing from him how come he isn't with rich paul whoa that's a that's crazy huh john jones going over there with lebron james uh james's uh uh agent that makes sense to me he's kd's agent that makes sense to me i don't understand why it's such a big deal for these guys to get agents pro wrestlers Get an agent. I don't like my WWE contract. Get an agent. You make hundreds. You make more than uh, what I think is league minimum in the NBA. Go get an agent, man. And and, and Nagano, hey, you got something to say? Get an agent. Say it through him. Play hardball and do business as they do business. Now, instead, you're a man going up against another man. You're Dana White going up. You're Nagano going up against Dana White. You're going to lose. You should. I shouldn't even root for you because who are you to step to him in a non-professional manner? You see what I mean? How do you think he's going to treat you as a professional if you were did the unprofessional thing? And I don't mean making a big stink about his pay. I mean continuing to go on in, in such a manner. You can make a statement, be clear about it, and be done about it. But to continue to make a big stink, give this, you know, give virtually giving the middle finger to them every time, that's not going to get you anywhere. More importantly, it's not going to get the business anywhere. And that's why we got people on Twitter right now in uh, other combat sports saying, I want to be released out of my contract. It's like, who are you? It's a contract. You're not going to win this. You think just because people like you that the law is no more? Uh-uh. No. The law is we got you as long as we need you. Mm. You know? <laughs> and we don't have to do anything. We already, we're already going to pay you what we're going to pay you. If you don't want to get paid, I understand that. But, like, we're going to pay you to sit down if we want you to sit down. But that's also foolish. Why not? If you work for another combat sports entity, go out and say, hey, I, I need you to negotiate a contract for me. I, I need I, I want about a million dollars, you know, a year. And they go, OK, well, you know, a million dollars per fight or whatever, whatever business you're in. And they say, yeah, we'll go out and make that happen. What, what about Tom? Where's Tom Brady's agent? Where's he at? You know, I mean, damn. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm talking about multimillionaire guys. Yeah. Where's the guy that got a contract for, I don't know, the the sixth man on the Lakers? Who's the sixth man? Oh, uh, Manuel, maybe. Where, where's Where's Le, or Levar Ball's? Uh, his, uh, I mean, not Levar, but Lonzo Ball's uh, agent is virtually his father. Not actually, but like pretty oh, much. Basically, yeah. Yeah, but he, look how great of a job he did. He got him drafted by the Lakers, and now he's with a great team. 
because we had a great young Bulls team, and everybody could see why he was drafted where he was drafted at. Yeah. You know? So I, I think that I think that we just got to – you don't need a union, but you do need an agent. You get an agent, you get some better deals in here, and then you can start to do that. And then when more people get agents, when everybody has an agent, then you can get a union in here because your agents can start talking and start doing all the big talking for you. You can start to move and be wealthy with power and say, hey, let's start a union, guys. You and everybody else can say that in a room. And then you call, make a couple phone calls. Now your agents are talking. Now you got you guys going to get a players association or whatever together. Like, that's how it starts. But if you're just talking and making noise, you're a nobody. You don't have any power and nothing's going to get done. Well, that's a point that's been brought up a l- quite a lot over the last year or so about uh, um, independent union um, being made in the in MMA for fighters represented by fighters and obviously their lawyers, financial teams, etc. But um, I think if we were to talk about that, I will be here for another hour. So we right. may bring that back up next week. Um, that's quite, I think that is quite an interesting point, and I, I thought some of the things you said there were things we maybe should we we should revisit at some point. But um, yeah, like I said, we'll I think we'll save that for um next week. But you know, we're we're closing in on our second episode together now. But I just was wondering if you got any last things that you want to talk about and or bring up and before we wrap this up. Uh, I wanted to know who was uh what's the what's the next big is it 271? Right? Uh, when is that? I just want to know what 271 is because I try not to look too far ahead because I won't actually get excited anymore because I can kind of see where the fights are going. And with COVID, you know, a lot of fights didn't happen that should have. So, um, they, they, you know, there's that. So, uh, I try not to get too enthusiastic about them, but. Yeah, just tell, let me know the next fight, and I want to just get excited right now. I can start to, I'm going to start to do that again, get a little excited, just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll preview it closer to the time, but just as a little bit of a heads up, UFC 271 um, in Houston, Texas, headlined by Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker for the middleweight title. Co-main event, Jared Cannonier, Derek Brunson. Okay, now see that's that's interesting. That see, that, is interesting. That's more like it. That's that's yeah. The thing is, what we were talking about earlier is about you know like if you look at UFC card this weekend with Sean Strickland and Jack Manson, look at the rest of the card and come tell us on the next episode. Yeah. If, write in the comments if you think that was a it might be it might be a great card. It might be great fights, but look at those names and tell me that that is that's not the UFC. That's the UFC. Now that they've signed the ESPN deal and they need to get out as many fights as possible right. to get that money, that's they are now putting on shows that boxing tend to do, where they just flood shows out so that they can get the money. Because before the ESPN deal, the UFC were not putting weak cards out like that. But at least for the pay-per-views just now, the UFC are still going strong. Um, you've also got Roxanne Modafferi in her last fight against Casey O'Neill, Scottish Scottish girl from. My home country that um, is on a roll. Um, 
she's looking really good. I'm looking no, that forward. That sounds like a good fight, actually. That sounds yeah. like, like that's an interesting card. You know, that that this got some some some. I, I shouldn't say star power because I, well, I mean they're they're stars of the UFC, sure. You know, like yeah, sure, star power. You know, like that's it's got more kick to the dames. You know, pun intended. Like that's that's a good card. Like that sounds better than what we got coming up. And the problem isn't just on the fighters. It's not really their fault that the UFC isn't pushing them. But they they can do a little bit more to get pushed. I can say that. But they gotta they gotta they gotta just brand these people and brand their product so that we can they can make big name bigger names out of these people. If I give someone a a five minute spot on a morning show, it might make them a better fighter. Man, it might be the thing they need. Oh, I did an interview on Good Morning America and. I feel pretty good about it. And they go in there and they just have this confidence. They don't have any confidence in the UFC because they get paid like peasants and nobody's talking to them. And nobody's well, talking for them. Yeah, agreed. And um, I think we'll we'll bring back um, a couple of those points next week. Like we said, um, UFC 271, we'll look forward to that when it comes. But for now, it's Sean Strickland and Jack Romanson on next Saturday's UFC Fight Night in Vegas. Um, we'll be back. We'll, we'll give you a review of that on next week's show, talking all the major points of it and everything around the sport of MMA, as usual, on the Weekend Warrior show. Um, for myself and Sean, that is our second episode in the books together. Another great show. We'll see you all on Monday for our third show. Thank you very much for listening. Take care, guys. <laughs>